Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. It's so cool. I've always thought it would make a great Bollywood film, you know? So here they are, mom and dad, they both grew up in Mumbai in India, or what was formerly called Bombay, and they lived about five miles from each other. Now, uh, they, Mumbai is a gigantic city. I looked it up. Its population is estimated between 12 million and 24 million people at a certain point. I guess you just stopped counting, right? Uh, so it's so huge. Needless to say, they never met in Mumbai. Uh, but Dad, at the age of 19, he had an uncle who immigrated from the UK to Canada and said, if anybody in the family wants to come, uh, I'll sponsor you. And so... Dad, at 19, he moved by himself from India to Toronto. And he was living the life of a bachelor. You know, he had dogs and he had uh, canoes and he had horses at one point, if you believe it. He was, he was working on a farm. And uh, he had this giant van. And he took out all the back seats. And so he, he just had the front seats and a mattress. And one summer, he drove up to Alaska to do a, a summer internship there to do some research. So anyways, he was living the life, but back in Toronto one day, his uncle and aunt said, hey, we're going to go visit friends of ours who've recently immigrated to Canada. Would you like to join us for dinner? And he said, "Uh, no thanks, Uh, I've got some plans. And they said, well, uh, turns out that they have a beautiful daughter who has a lovely voice and she plays piano. And my dad said, Actually, my evening just opened up. And so, they, they, mom and dad met that night, and as they say, the rest is history. Uh, there's a picture, a recent picture of my, my parents with my brother in the middle and his, his fifth child, Zara, in his arms. And so, I, I just love it, right? Uh, this story, these two young people who, who grew up five miles from each other in India, they meet on the other side of the planet, uh, in Toronto, they fall in love, and they get married, and they start a family. We all love a good love story, right? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? I think it's because we were made for relationship. And I look out, a lot of you are married, and a lot of you are not married, but all of us are in relationships. Now, maybe not all the relationships are like of a Bollywood-style love story, uh, but, but we all have relationships. And uh, though we were made for relationship, we live in a world full of broken relationships. We know this to be true. In Canada, sadly, the divorce rate is, is over 40%. Uh, and that doesn't even include common-law relationships that, that don't last. We, that, that means that every single person, we know people who have been affected by this pain of separation and divorce. I certainly do. And I just can't even imagine how tough that would be. Or what about, what about friendships? Maybe, maybe uh, you, you've experienced this before. You've been really close to somebody, and then something happens, trust is broken, and maybe there's a be- betrayal, and then you just go your separate ways. You can't seem to fix it. Or this happens in families too, where, where sadly one member of the family cuts themselves off from everyone else. 
or one sibling, they'll only talk to their brothers and sisters, but not to their parents. And I think my observation is during this pandemic, the, the level of division and polarization has only increased. We're, we're supposedly made for relationships, but we experience so much brokenness. I think we know deep down that, that we were, this is not the way it was supposed to be. So in our gospel today, Jesus, he's speaking directly into this imperfect world. And uh, as, it, as the story unfolds, the Pharisees are there. They're trying to trap Jesus uh, with a trick question. And, and they ask, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Jesus responds, well, Moses allowed this, but why? Because of your hardness of heart. And in the beginning, it was not so. And he goes on to describe uh, and, and reference Genesis chapter 2, which happened to be our first reading today. One of the creation story accounts. And by the way, don't get caught up on, you know, is this a scientific proof for where, where the universe came from? Uh, no, it's meant to, to explain to us who created and why. And we can see from this account that God is the creator. God created, and we have this beautiful imagery of God forming man in his image, and then breathing life into this first human. And then uh, God says, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. It is not good that the man should be alone. And so if you've got this gut feeling that you're like, yeah, I was made for relationship. Well, guess what? Uh, That's valid. (laughs) That's true. And in fact, it was God who was the first to identify this longing. And as the Genesis account continues, what becomes clear is there's all these animals that come by. There's no animal. There's no pet. You know, as wonderful as pets are. Uh, There's no animal that will fulfill this need. It's through other humans. Now, God, he he designs marriage, you know, a man, a woman, this beautiful sacred expression of his plan, this this sacred relationship. Uh, But again, not everybody here is married, and and yet this, this message applies to you, right? I'm not married, Lucky for that poor girl who would have been stuck with me. Uh, but we, we can experience something of this through authentic friendships. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about that need that we all have as humans for intimacy. You've heard that definition, intimacy, into me you see. Or maybe you remember the movie Avatar, this greeting that they would, they would say, I see you. Right? It's not like, oh yeah, something registered on my retina and my ocular nerve is firing something to my brain. No, they're saying, I see you. I understand you. I know you. And there's this this need inside each one of us to be known, to be seen and understood. And this can happen in human relationships. And I will add that our primary relationship for whom we were made is with God. We were made for relationship 
with God. I remember this story, a true story of this lady in her 40s. She, she had this great revelation and she went running to her priest, this light bulb moment. She said, did you know that you can have a relationship with God? And the priest looked at her and he was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the point. But it was this wonderful discovery for her that, that we can have a relationship. We can be known by God. We can be loved by God in a personal way. And very often, that discovery happens within the context of community. Now, we're continuing this series 2.0. Uh, it's all about our brand new game plan that we're unveiling. Uh, we had a previous version. This is the, the refresh, the updates. And in this game plan, we, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the natural starting point to discover Jesus. But that's not where the story ends. Uh, we, we, we continue, and as Genesis 2 says, it's not good for the man to be alone. God made us for relationship. He made us for a relationship uh, with him and with others. And what we found, actually, is that when people develop a relationship with God, it blesses their other human relationships. And when people have really good, healthy human relationships, it can really bless their relationship with God. And so, uh, in our Game Plan 2.0, one of the key hallmarks of a disciple is to grow together. Somebody who desires to grow together on this journey of following Jesus. You know, if you're at this for any length of time, you'll discover you can't do this alone. (laughs) You can't do this alone. You need others. And with the help of others, you'll go farther faster. Now, there's all kinds of ways we can grow together. You could have a a one-on-one conversation with somebody about faith. Uh, You could uh, take a course online uh, with, say, a Catholic ministry. You could uh, go on a pilgrimage with a group. You could do a, a mission trip to the third world. These are all wonderful things that I would recommend. But at St. Benedict's, we want for everyone, and I mean that literally, for everyone to be able to grow together. And so we've designed these things that we call life groups. And it's this place where people can come together to connect, to grow, to pray. Groups of maybe six to ten people or so uh, who can be on the journey together. And some people meet in homes. Other people have been meeting over Zoom. I just got a, a message uh, from this group uh, last week. They, they started their life group in the middle of the pandemic. And last week, they met in person for the very first time. This is them. Isn't that cool? Uh, they they uh, are doing those things. They're connecting, growing, and praying. This time of fellowship and fun that's human. There's also an element of spiritual growth, whether it's through watching a video series or doing a book study or somebody giving a talk, and then a time of prayer, maybe contemporary worship or praying with the Bible or, or praying the rosary, praying with each other. Connect, grow, and pray. And I was amazed to learn this, uh, but a year ago this time, we had 38 life groups, and today we have 91 life groups connected to our church. That's incredible. That means uh, there's over 600 people connected to a life group here at St. Benedict. And I just, I really believe, you know, our church is made up 
of, I would say, these two realities. This large group gathering, what we're doing right now, those of you in the church in rows, those of you watching at home uh, online, and also these small group gatherings we call life groups where people can meet in circles. And there's something that can happen, uh, a kind of intimacy, a connection that can happen in a life group that can't happen at Mass because of the necessary ritual and the flow. And I really believe that during this pandemic, where it's been so hard, it's been spiritual connection points like life groups that have helped to sustain the faith of hundreds of people. So my invitation to you is to join a life group. And I want to speak to three groups of people uh, right now. First is those people who maybe you've just responded to the invitation to try Alpha. And if you have, that's awesome. So stick with that for now. And in time, maybe uh, you can continue in a life group. Uh, A second group of people I want to speak to are those who you were part of a life group in the past. Maybe uh, a life group or what we used to call connect groups or discipleship groups. And for whatever reason, uh, you haven't met for some time. Uh, and, and probably because of the pandemic, you're meeting less and less frequently or, or not at all. And I wonder if, if some of you, maybe you feel a sense of guilt, a sense of shame, like I've, I've let people down or I didn't follow through. And I just want to say, if that applies to any of you here or any of you watching at home, uh, you're off the hook. There's no shame, right? It's time to turn the page and, and to say, this is a fresh beginning. Let's, let's look forward. This is the time. Now is the time to reconnect, to resume in this way of growing together. And a third group of people I want to speak to are those who have never experienced this gift of, of authentic Christian community, growing with other people outside of Mass in your faith. And I just know for myself personally, it's been so powerful. It's had such an impact on my life, and, uh, and especially getting me through the tough times, having friends who share my faith. But you don't have to take my word for it. I want to play a short video for you of a couple of guys, Charles and Angelo, who have been blessed by the gift of life groups. And uh, they're going to refer to something called RCIA. If you don't know what that is, it just means the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. It's how adults become Catholics, basically. And so let's dim the lights here, and we'll play the video. I started coming to St. Benedict Parish in 2018 when I moved to Halifax. I also invited Charles to join me on a Sunday Mass. He was Chandra then and a Hindu and also a friend of mine for around 10 years. We have since been part of this SVP family. We attended Alpha in the fall of 2018 and at the end of Alpha I was convinced that I wanted to be baptized and become Christian, which I did by taking the next step to join the RCIA program. And I was baptized the following Easter. Meanwhile, we joined a connect group, which later transformed into a life group. I loved every meeting we had. We shared a meal, we learned and reflected on various faith aspects and prayed together. 
After Charles and I went together through RCIA program, Father Simon asked if we could be part of the RCIA team. We used that as an opportunity. And the next year, we converted our RCIA group into a life group. So currently, we are part of two life groups, and they both meet bi-weekly. The life groups have been a great blessing in our lives. We made strong friendships through these groups where we can share our thoughts freely, learn from each other, and at the same time, grow spiritually. And personally, I find the conversations that we have in these groups help me a lot, especially those days when I feel spiritually low. The faith and the commitment of other members in these groups are always a motivation and inspiration for me to stay focused on God. We heard in the reading today that God saying, it is not good that the man should be alone. Life group is a wonderful opportunity where Christian friendships can flourish, supporting many ways for each other. Over the time, your friendship deepens and you find that you're not alone when you have a rough time. Another good thing about the life group is that it is a small community. Unlike St. Benedict Parish where you find easily get lost in a huge crowd, you can always find a small life group where you feel comfortable to connect with others. These connections are very important if you want to stay closer to Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's why Jesus also wanted us to exercise our faith within a community. He knew very well that we need support on our spiritual journey. I'm so glad and grateful that St. Benedict Parish is giving us an opportunity to be part of their life groups where we can stay connected and grow together focused on God. that story. Such a beautiful witness, and I, I, uh, I didn't ask them permission to kind of poke fun, but I was thinking, you know what, speaking of Bollywood movies, we could, uh, we could make a Bollywood film of these two guys, right? It would make a great story. Two, two buddies grow up in India. One's a Catholic, one's a Hindu. They travel across the planet to Halifax, join St. Benedict Parish, and they take Alpha, get connected to life groups, and now they're both Catholic, and they're leading others in the faith. It's so beautiful. Anyways, I want to invite uh, every single person to join a life group, to give it a shot. We're launching a new round of life groups at the end of the month, starting the week of October 31st. Uh, you can uh, grab at least two friends or more, and uh, we will offer the videos, discussion questions for you. It's a seven-week trial. There's no long-term commitment, so you can just dip your toe in the water and, and give it a shot. God created us for relationship. And sadly, we've experienced so much brokenness in our world, but I believe that God wants to restore, he wants to heal relationships, and I've seen that happen already through life groups, and I think it's just going to continue. I wonder where we're going to be 12 months from now, or 5, 10 years from now. I picture these groups of of people meeting, young people in groups, 
older people in groups, middle-aged people like me in groups, uh, people of different ethnicities meeting in groups together to grow in their faith, people who, who, are, who are brand new in their faith, other people who are, who are gathering, who are growing deeper in spiritual maturity, people who have experienced the pain of separation and divorce. They don't know where to turn. They join a life group, and it's there that they will be loved. Other people who feel rejected and shunned by society, uh, they find their way into a life group, and it helps them deal with loneliness and the pain of that. People with no family, the life group will become their family. It's in life groups that we will experience Jesus living in us and loving through us. Life groups will be a place where we will heal and grow together. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.